Good morning, church. It is good to be in the house of God, and I hope and pray that you are just as excited and thrilled as I am to be in the house of God. You know, I sat and watched the TV last night and looking at the disturbance and the chaos going on, not only in downtown Atlanta, but around this country and around the world. And I thought to myself, I said, well, what could I possibly say to the congregation to bring hope, comfort, peace, and to encourage the members, the family of God, to be calm? And, you know, it it only came to one conclusion. Stay in God's word. Stay in God's word. So I don't have any motivational speech for you today regarding the chaos and the confusion that's going on in the world. But what I do have for you is God's word. And I do have some assurances for you from God's word that there is nothing going on in our society that God is not aware of. And so I hope from the lesson this morning, it will help you. To stay rooted and to stay true to God and not allow evil to overtake you. As the scripture text was read into your hearing, it says, you know, well, let let me read it to make sure I read it correctly. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And I hope and pray that you will find the strength, not only today, but throughout the remainder of your life, to not allow evil to overtake you. Because evil is only going to lead you to eternal damnation. Evil is only going to cause you to be separated from God forever. Evil is only going to bring you more pain and heartache even before you die. Evil is only going to bring problems and trouble in your life. But the Bible teaches us to overcome evil with good. And you may be sitting here this morning saying to yourself, but Brother May, they keep killing our black men. They keep murdering our black men. And you know what? I'm, I live on this planet too. And in case you haven't recognized, I'm a black man too. And I never dreamed that I would see the day that broadcasting live on TV just outright murders. Outright murders. But folks, again, There is nothing going on in this world that God is not aware of. And you may be sitting here this morning saying, well, how much more of this mess do we have to take? God has a plan. God has a plan. And I know you're sitting there saying, what is it? We need to act upon it. We need to do something. You know what? God has a plan. And his plan is in his time. In his time. God has assured that he has a wrath. Amen. 
God has assured that vengeance belongs to him. God has warned us not to take matters into our own hands. God has instructed us to do good and don't allow evil to overtake us. Now, let me clarify something. That doesn't mean you don't have the right to speak up and protest, but you don't have the right as a child of God, if you represent Christ, to go out there and act a fool. Burning down buildings is not the answer. Cursing and fussing and uh, using all kind of profanity and holding up all kind of posters with profanity. That's not of God. And, and can I say this then? I'm going to get into my lesson and sit down. I have said from this pulpit and I'll continue to stand on it. If God's people want to protest and get out there and march, God's people need to do it among themselves. You don't allow people who walk in darkness to lead God's people. And I'm going to give you a very good reason why. Sitting, watching video over the past several days. See, this is what can happen when God's people get out there and allow people who walk in darkness to lead them. You're out there chanting and talking about no justice, no peace. You're out there talking about uh, we want justice and, and I understand and that's all well and good. But what happens when you lock arms and then you realize here's a transgender, here's a here's an unnatural thinking person with their posters saying, yeah, we want rights. Are you defending them too? Hello? Hello? Are you defending them also? Because they're out there. They have their posters too, right out there with the crowd. So are you going to say members of the Church of Christ are defending that transgenders should have rights when the Bible condemns and says it's unnatural? Now you think about that. That's why God's people don't need to mix in with darkness. That's why it was a gift of God to call us and deliver us out of darkness. And that's why it should be our mission in addition to claiming what is right and it's okay to seek justice and, and, and equality. But our number one mission is to bring people to Christ that they might be saved. Now, I just want to throw that out there. And I'd be happy to discuss it more if you have any questions on it. Romans 12. Romans 12, beginning verse 9. And this is from the uh, NIV. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affection, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. I'm going to stop right there at verse number 15. But let's go back up 
to verse number 9. The Bible says love must be sincere. It must be sincere. If you're going to serve God, if you're going to be a member of the Lord's church and you are planning to go to heaven, you got to be sincere about it. Your love for God must be sincere. Sincere defined means to be honest, free from adulteration, pure. Got to be something that you're really, really, you've made up your mind about. And the Bible says right here, love must be sincere. Is your love sincere? See, your love can't be sincere about serving God and going to heaven if you're ready to go out there and kill somebody and hurt somebody. There's nothing pure in the thinking of that. The love must be sincere, honest. Matthew 5 and 8. In the beatitude, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That's why I said at the beginning, the best thing that I can offer you to bring comfort, to bring hope, is God's word. Because you know what? From, from the foundations of this world, God knew this stuff was going to happen. This isn't anything new to God. This isn't the first time lands and countries have acted a fool and just went crazy and become chaotic. You don't remember back in the days of Noah? You don't remember back in the days when, when the people, every imagination was evil? And it became so terrible that God just said, you know what, I'm just going to destroy all of them. Evil and wickedness is nothing new. And I say unto you today, God has a plan. God has a plan. But you got to have faith and you got to trust God enough to wait for God to work it out. The Bible teaches us, you read from, you heard from the scripture text, you don't take matters into your own hand. God has a wrath. Leave room for God's wrath. And nobody can pay back like God. Are you with me? It said love must be sincere. Then it mentions hate what is evil. Hate means it's an extreme dislike or disgust. Hate what is evil. Hate what is evil. We should hate sin, not the sinner. Let me say that again. We should hate sin, not the sinner. Because, see, we all have sinned, right? We all, at one point in time in our life, we were, we were evil. Whether you want to admit it or not, the Word of God said you were. And I believe the Word of God. I don't care what you say. So the Bible says, hate what is evil. You read Ephesians chapter 2. Man, we read of a mind condition, a heart condition. You know what? We were worthy of going to hell. But God. 
but God. Do you hate evil? Are you able to separate evil from the person? Huh? Well, if, if, if you can't, you better learn. Unless you want to go where that person is going anyway. And just imagine, you hate them in this life only to go to hell with them for eternity. Then it won't be anywhere for either of you two to go. The Bible says, hate what is evil. Use that energy. Channel it into being obedient unto what the word of God says. Cling to what is good. Cling. Cling means to hold together, to adhere as if glued firmly, to hold or hold on tightly, tenaciously. Just like you're holding on for your life. Cling. Cling. Think about it, folks. The Bible says cling to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 The Bible says Prove all things Hold fast That which is good Cling to that Which is good But brother made they, they just keep What did God say How long did Israel Go without hearing from God How many hundreds of years did Israel go without hearing a word from God while they were in bondage? How many of the Israelites were mistreated? How many of them were put to death? How many of them suffered? Was God aware? Yes, he was. He even acknowledged and said when he told Moses, you go tell them, I have heard their prayers. God said, I haven't been asleep. And I'm telling you today, God has a plan. And the plan is according to his time. His time, not your time. You don't dictate to God what to do. You don't know what God knows. That's why the Bible teaches us the just shall live by faith. Amen. We need to just keep holding on. We need to just keep striving and being obedient. Listen to what the word of God says. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affection. I'm sorry, in affliction. Patient in affliction. Simply meaning, trouble's going to come. Rough times are going to arise. Hold on. Well, I'm sick and tired. Man, nobody, nobody knows about being sick and tired more than God. God, for ever, as far back in time as we can count, he had dealt with stuff that made him sick and tired. Let me bring it closer. He dealt with us. Amen. He dealt with us. 
And if there's a if there's a group of people who can make God sick and tired, it's us. And I'm not talking about r- r- racial color. I'm just talking about people in general, because of the conditions of their hearts. That's why Jeremiah said about the heart of man, it's deceitful, and above all things, desperately wicked. Now those are the words of the prophet, but the prophet got it from God. So nobody need to hear you preaching about you sick and tired. God knows about sick and tired. So God charges us in his word to just hold on. To be patient. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Isn't that something? Bless those who persecute you. Jesus did it. When he hung down the cross, he didn't say, I'm just dying for these folks who did me good. And even when they didn't have enough sense to understand he was dying for the sins that they had just committed, he still died. But once again, your love must be sincere. Your love must be pure. And you got to be honest and asking yourself and being real with yourself, do I really want to see God in peace? See, that's the question. Because if I really want to see God in peace, I'm going to obey his instructions. Amen? Amen. Hate what is evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Not the person. Love your enemies. Bless those that despitefully use you. That go out of their way. Bless them. Clean. Sincere hate and clean. You think about those three terms right there. Jesus was sincere. Philippians 2, 5, 3, 11. Are you sincere? Let me share with you just how sincere Jesus was. In Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 5. The Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, a servant, a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. That's serious. That's some sincere love right there. That someone would leave heaven. And come and die. For a bunch of sinners. God was sincere. John 3.16. We all know that passage. For God so loved the world. 
that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not what? Perish. But should have everlasting life. Man, that's some sincere love. That's serious love right there. That you would give up your only begotten son. Looking down at a, a, a world of people who don't show you any appreciation or love. You looking down at past generations, you can look back at the ancestors and say, the ancestors were fools and now they acting like fools. See, God can do that. And he know that they were fools. But God so loved the world that he gave his best. And you know what, folks? We, we should give our best. We can't allow this world to dictate to us and control our thinking. Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your minds. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. It begins here, folks. It begins here. Allowing this... To transform this. And you know what? And you can still live this life without feeling mad. I'm sure there are many people today who woke up angry. Mad. Because of what transpired the other night. In that shooting and everything. And they're going to come. Well they're going to go and call themselves worshiping God with hate in their heart. Thinking about how I can retaliate, how I can pay back, how I hate white people. That is not of God. And you can call me whatever name you want to. You can say whatever you want to. It's in the word, folks. The The word doesn't say you can't protest. It's how you go about doing it. It's what you do when you protest. It's how you conduct yourself while you're protesting. Hate what is evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy in the evil way. In the froward mouth do I hate. Proverbs 8 and 3. The word of God said you hate evil. You hate evil. If you replace all of these things with love. You have a new person. Psalms 97 and 10. Amos 5 and 15, Psalm 119, 104. Same thing teaches us to hate evil. Not people. Would I be justified in your in your thinking and your feeling if I got up here and say, you know what? We 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 need to strap up and we need to let these folks know we mean business. Would that make you feel better? 
you're in the wrong church. Or better yet, you got the wrong preacher. I believe God has a plan. And I'm just willing to wait. I didn't say I'm not going to sit and do anything. But I'm just willing to wait on God. Because this isn't the first time he's dealt with confusion, chaos. is isn't the first time he dealt with racism. Not the first time he dealt with unfair treatment of people. And I believe God has a plan. But are you patient enough? Are you loving enough to wait on God? Cling to what is good. As I referenced 1 Thessalonians 5.21. We cannot allow evil to overtake us. But we have to overtake evil with good. Man, it don't take it, it doesn't take any discipline to go out there and act crazy. It doesn't require any discipline to go out there and curse. Hold up posters with profanity. Get up in law enforcement face and call them derogative names and curse at them and all of this stuff. You know why I said God has a plan? Because Jesus went through the same thing. Amen. He went through the same thing. And that's why God warns us and teaches us. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Amen. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Is that in your Bible? That's verse 17. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. That includes God. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Blessed are the peacemakers. You, you ever read that anywhere in your Bible? Maybe over in Matthew 5. You ever read anything about the peacemakers? They're the ones who truly going to be designated as the children of God. It don't say anything about the rioters. Blessed are the peacemakers. It's not popular. And I know that. It's not right what is going on in our country. But I serve a God who's bigger than the injustice that's going on. But you've got to have faith in God and allow God to work it out. I don't care how many guns you have. They have bigger guns. Okay, everybody got guns, so you just shoot up and kill each other. 
So you die. Now, both of you go to judgment. As it is appointed unto man, right? Once to die and after death, judgment, right? Hebrews 9.27. Where do you go after judgment? Huh? For living a life. For shooting up each other. Huh? You're going to heaven, right? Wrong. Can you imagine preparing to spend eternity in damnation, in a lake of fire, and having to remember that all I had to do was wait on God? I read it. That preacher preached it. My parents taught me. All I needed to do was wait on God. Now I'm in agony. Now I'm suffering. And this suffering doesn't end. It's an eternal suffering. Because I wouldn't wait on God. I encourage you to listen to what the word of God has to say. Verse number 19. Do not take revenge, my dear friends. But leave room for God's wrath. For it is written. Vengeance is mine. Said the Lord. I will. Repay. Can God lie? Do you believe God is true? We'll believe his word. Believe his word. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And doing this, you will heat burning coals on his head. Brother May, that's easy to stand up there and read and say. Just depend, do you want to go to heaven or not? You don't have to do it. You don't. Free will. Free will. Make it up in your mind and say, the heck with that. I got to find me some relief and I'm not doing it that way. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it, Reggie. Free will. You have the free will. But remember, God has a wrath. And you don't know when you're going to be summoned. Just remember that. And last, verse 21. Do not be be overcome by evil. But overcome evil with good. It just don't sound like what can get the job done according to how you feel, right? Right? Well, see, it ain't about you. And if there's anybody who could get a job done who has proven that he can get a job done, God can get it done. But see, what we fail and lose sight of along the way when we become frustrated and angry and upset, we forget 
these people doing evil, they have souls. And God still wants them to be saved. That's what we lose sight of. Just like how wretched we once were. Just like how hard-headed and knuckle-headed we were. Not wanting to have God even in our mind. We were considered the children of wrath at one time in our life because we rejected the knowledge of God. But God wanted us to be saved, didn't he? And he gave us time. Well, even in the wretched condition that we see so many in, God still wants these people to be saved. So he tells us, you do good. You do good. He said, he said it's, it's like heaping and doing this, you will heap burning coals on their head. You could bring, you could bring the, the mindset of guilt to their attention to help them to see what they're doing is wrong. We have, we have had corporation after corporation after corporation to come on national TV and tweet and post on Instagram. How they're sorry. They're sorry. For what has transpired and how blacks have been unjustly served and everything. What, what are you seeing now that you didn't see before? But yet still, you know what? We move forward. God wants people to be saved. And only God know the heart of a man. God can see down the road. You can't see nowhere. God knows that man or that woman who has a heart that, hey, down the road, they'll change. Even with wickedness that they have done. God knows the heart. You can't say that. I can't say that because I don't know the heart of a man. Only God does. So you, you need to do something very important. You need to save yourself. And make sure your heart is right. You need to make sure you're adhering to what the Lord has commanded you to do. Oh, everybody don't want to be saved. That's God's business. Think, George. You just make sure you're ready. You just make sure when no books are open, your name is in the correct book. Amen. The book of life. How do you get your name in that book of life? By being obedient. You're not going to heaven being disobedient. Amen. 
you're not going to heaven by doing it your way. You can't be a Burger King and go to heaven. You can't, you can't worship God and serve God the way you want to. And go to His heaven. Burger King. Was it Burger King? They have a little. Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. Special order, no, no, All we ask is that you let us. Have it your way. Can't have joy. There's only one way. And Jesus said, I am the way. The way, the truth, and the life. If you're here today and you haven't surrendered your will unto God to serve Him, to be added unto His body. Folks, I assure you, times are going to get worse. Amen. They're going to get worse. Not because I'm predicting it. Just read the Bible. They're going to get worse. Because the hearts of men will wax colder. And colder. Satan is working, folks. Amen. He's working. Man is he working. And we got to be wise enough to understand and see what he's doing. God so loved the world, he gave his best. That's enough right there why you should surrender your will to him. Amen. Because outside of Christ, there is no forgiveness of sin. Apart from Christ, there is no hope. There is no salvation. All spiritual blessings are in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1. Amen. Galatians 3.27 For many of you that were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So you can't deny baptism. To deny baptism is to deny entrance into the body of Christ. What do you have better to offer than what God has offered through His Son, Jesus? Jesus was perfect. And still is. What can you offer in comparison to that? Nothing. Nothing. I dare you to say something. You will be lying. You don't have anything on. That's why it just behooves you. To obey the gospel and get it right and continue to learn, continue to serve. And regardless of how wretched and how dangerous and how violent this world become, if death knocks at your door, remember what Paul said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. And I'm not going to let this confusion and stuff steal my joy. If you're going to allow what's going on to set the standard and steal your joy and cause you to be depressed and upset, you're in for a terrible rest of your life. 
I choose to believe God has a plan. And I'm just going to leave it at that with God. And I'm just going to go on about my business and serve God. Because I can't make no man do anything. God can. So if you're here today and you haven't surrendered your will to Christ. You can be saved today and according to the scripture. Just like Acts chapter 2 as outlined. Peter preached that sermon. Those Jews heard that they had crucified the Son of God. They had put to death the innocent man. Blameless. And they cried out in verse 37, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter responded, repent. Repent. Change the way you're thinking. Change the way you're going. Change your direction. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you. In the name, by the authority of that same Jesus, you crucified for the remission of your sins. You read on down in Acts chapter 2, you know what? They are glad to receive the word. They are glad to receive the word. See, there must be a change in your heart condition. You should be thankful unto God when you hear the gospel. When you hear the word of God, you should be thankful and glad that, hey, God gave me time. And I'm going to accept this gift. And I'm going to rejoice about it. They that glad to receive the word were baptized and added. And added. Who did the added? The Lord added to the church daily. Such as should be saved. What did he add to? His church. Only one. Only one. Ain't nothing to debate about if you believe the word of God. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 4 and 4. There is only one body. One body. If there's only one body, if there's only one God, if there's only one spirit, if there's only one Savior, and if they're all in one accord, how can you get different messages of what to do to be saved? Amen. From one. Jesus only taught one. 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 How many arcs did Noah build? One. One. How come you don't debate and argue about life folks? <laughs> The same thing about the church. Some may offer you, some other religious institution may offer you a setting that more comfortable to, uh, more comfortable and appealing to your flesh. But that don't make it right. right. Read the Bible. Matthew 16, 18. He said, I will build my church. church. Possessive, singular. No more. For us who are members, examine your heart this morning. Examine your heart. I know they're killing black men like it's hunting season. I know that. But I'm not gonna allow I'm not gonna allow evil to overtake me. Because I believe God got a plan. 
And I'm asking you to examine yourself so that what we offer up to God today can be a sweet smelling Savior. And that your worship will not be in vain. There's anyone who can help you today, Jesus can help you. But you got to deny yourself. Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said, if any man will come after him, let him first do what? Deny himself. Then you can pick up your cross. But as long as you're not willing to deny yourself, you can't follow Jesus. You're doing your thing. What's our song, folks? Page 98. Page 98 is our invitation song. I don't know if I brought any comfort to you from the scriptures, but you know what? That's all I have. That's all I have. Because anything else wouldn't be authentic. I know God's word is right. And I know his commandments are not grievous. And what he commands of us, he will provide a way for us to do. He left an example, his son Jesus. Nobody, no suffering better than him. Amen. So don't go talking about what you tired of and this and that. That's Jesus. Anybody would have had a complaint about being tired, it would have been him. But he went on to the cross. Are you going to pick up yours this morning and follow him? That's between you and God. Let us together stand and let us sing. Oh.